Me Too Netter, Volume 1, The Great Oracle of Tahuti in the Egyptian System of Spiritual Cultivation. Chapter 2, The Black Founders of Civilization. In the preceding chapter, we saw that one of the main factors that is responsible for the differences in cultural expressions is the division of the brain into two hemispheres, each with its own peculiar way of thinking. We were able to go beyond the mere listing of the cultural traits of nations and to catalog them into two fundamental sets based on the traits of each of the hemispheres of the brain, i.e., if it is not shown why, it is of no use to say that the fundamental traits of black cultures are the burial of the dead and the communications with ancestors high recognition of women and female divine powers, high degree of social stratification, high degree of stratification of the celestial hierarchy of powers controlling events on earth and the involvement of the religion in every area of life. We saw how these are all the results of the people's mental output dominated by the side of the brain whose strong point is trance. White culture, which is extroverted, produced and sustains a culture that cremated its dead or exposed them to be eaten by animals and has a negative attitude toward and horror of spirits of the dead to this day, holds its women and female divine powers in low esteem low degree of social stratification and the love of freedom from authority that goes with it, separation of religion from all other social institutions, and the restriction of the divine to special places and times, the separation of the divine from healing, and so on. If you can't help thinking this way, it's because the left side of the brain is dominating your thinking. Keep these ideas firmly in awareness Let's attempt to establish the racial characteristics of certain nations of antiquity. The importance of knowing the racial identity of the nations that were the founders of the civilization lies in the fact that, one, religious doctrines and systems cannot be understood in a vacuum. They cannot be separated from the social environment that produced them. The various components of the religious system of each nation are, for example, ritual vehicles to condition the population to support or reject particulars of interest or or particulars of interest or determined to the nation. The ritual system of Osiris will always remain a mystery to people who have no understanding of the African kingship and the history of the peculiar difficulties that the Kemetans experience with their kingship. In the same way, people who know little regarding of the African queen mothership and high priestesship will understand little regarding of the ritual system of Isis. Two, the white nations who became 
their heirs of these civilizations understood only the external aspects and distorted the spiritual. What passes for the world's major religions are attempts of the left side of the brain to practice what can only be done by the right side. You can imagine where chemistry would be today if it were in the hands of poets. Each element would no longer be a complex of extract weight and electrical behavior, but gray clouds or wolves according to the poet's mood. This is what the sons of Eurasia have done to the science of religion. The result is that with the destruction of the ancient black founders of civilization some 4,000 to 2,000 years ago, the world has been plunged into a spiritual dark age and is sinking ever into the jaws, that jaw, that jaw whose fiery tongue flickers with death. Three, the solution to our problem is in the restitution of the science of life that actually gave birth to civilization. The only way that this can be done is by correlating the spiritual doctrines and religious practices of the founding civilizations with those of the black civilizations today. This is of extreme importance for the simple fact that the most students of spiritual culture and esotericism have received their education from Western organizations who have falsely claimed that they are the custodians of the wisdom of the ancients. After going through this book, the reader can decide if this is true. Last but not least, we will come to understand that religion cannot save mankind unless it is allowed to govern all social institutions, all such teachings regarding the lone sage and conceptions of the left side. All such teachings regarding the lone sage and individual salvation will be seen to be, on one hand, natural concept conceptions of the left side of the brain, which with its isolationist thinking, and on the other hand, to be impotent as far as being vehicles for the spiritual upliftment of the world. In our study, we will see that when the white nations adopted the religious institutions of the blacks, they allowed only those doctrines that did not interfere for the most part with their most cherished social belief whether these were right or wrong. And many, in fact, many of the religious myths and doctrines have their origin in the political competition that arose out of their contacts with blacks. The extreme manner in which women were humiliated in Semitic Asia 4,000 years ago, for example, was chiefly due to the fact that the occupation of very high positions of black women of Canaan, Summer, Fuencia, etc., was a serious challenge to the patriarchal system of the whites as it filled the heads of their women with another view of social possibilities. In those days, the white people of Mesopotamia were under the cultural, if not political, domination of blacks. Establishing the racial identity of the founders of civilization in a simple matter yet 
the issue needs to be heavily detailed so that there is no room for doubt. Western writers have tried so hard to hide the fact of the blackness of those civilizations that their culture is so distorted and misunderstood and their descendants, modern day blacks, have totally culturally, have been totally culturally disenfranchised. The three fundamental races of mankind and the principle of geographic cognitivity no conjuity contuity okay so next section the three fundamental races of mankind and the principle of geographic conjuity If we put the variations and admixtures aside, then we find that the races of mankind are the white, the black, and the yellow slash red. When we trace these people back to the late prehistoric and early historic times, we find that each of these people reside in separate geographic locations, the, lower, the Oriental and the Northeasternmost part of Asia, the Eurasian, in the northwesternmost part of Asia and Northern Europe, and the blacks occupying the southern parts of Europe, Western and Central Asia, and all of Africa. Within each of these three great geographical divisions of the world we find in late prehistoric and early historic times, nations speak in related languages with similar racial characteristics and cultural patterns, we could say that the supreme being made men with certain differences and put them in different parts of the globe. Western historians have used these concepts to discover the kingship and origin of their people after thousands of years of separation when it comes to the great black civilizations. It is a different story. Western historians are always postulating an unproven geographic origin for them in areas where they have no kin, i.e. they seek origins in the Sumerians in Eastern Asia when the people who most closely share their racial and cultural characteristics reside in Africa. They do the same for the ancient Egyptians, the exact locations of the origin of many of the great white nations of antiquity are unknown, yet no historian has proposed an origin for them in America or Africa. It is such a natural reflex to search for their origins in the geographical location where all whites have been known to inhabit since prehistoric times. We must take note of the fact that plants and animals of related characteristics have been thus distributed around the world. Trick number two has been to postulate that the precocious development of Kometan culture was either the product of an invading master white Semitic race, the Shamasu Heru, S-H-E-M-S-U-H-E-R-U, or the result of the blending of the white and the black races. First of all, 
it is important to realize that at work is the racist offshoot ideas of Darwinism. To wit clearly, blacks could not solely or primarily be responsible for such a culture, period. Rather than pass in deserved silence the allegation that a white race was responsible for committing civilization, wholly or in part, let's look at some facts. No facts, one, no facts have ever been given to support the allegations showing that the concept is born solely from the unwillingness to accept the fact that blacks could have been created, could have created such a civilization. Two, the alleged master white race has no other achievement, previous or otherwise. They left no traces of civilization anywhere else. At the time when this alleged dynastic race is supposed to have come to commit to commit Eurasia was still in the paleo paleolithic stage while all of North Africa was in the neolithic and early agricultural stage and Kemet had passed into the historical stage the proposal that came from Arabia is even worse. At the time, Arabia was mostly inhabited by blacks who were less developed regarding civilization. These were to be believed that, the, that a people who achieved nothing at home came and established civilizations in an entirely more advanced area and then vanished, leaving no remains of themselves, no bones, cultural items, likeness of themselves in paintings, sculptures, etc. In reality, the S-H-E-M-S-U, Heru, H-E-R-U, the people whose historians have tried to equate with their hypothetical race are the very blacks they that are called Nubians. What can you say of historians who ignore the fact that all the nations in the northeastern section of Africa at the same time were far ahead of Eurasia and the technologies that were chiefly responsible for the development of Kemet and who prefer to invent a Eurasian cause for the development of Kemetan civilizations? As an important part of this argument rests on the false theory that racial contact is a chief cause for the advancement of civilizations. Let's look at the facts. A, the Hykos occupation of Kemet for 150 years contributed nothing to the progress of Kemetan culture. In fact, all historians are in agreement that it is that it retarded it. So did the occupation of Kemet by Persians, Greeks, Romans, in fact, the contact of whites with Kemetan culture ended in the destruction of the latter, culturally and physically. I cannot imagine one single historian who would not agree that the civilizations of ancient Egypt, Summer, Indus Valley, and Kush would far surpass anything in the present world had they not been destroyed by whites. It is a very interesting subject to speculate upon. B, the same retardation arrests of progress and eventual destruction occurred by the mingling of white culture and that of summer, Canaan, Fuencia, 
in this valley. See, the theory has only held true in the reverse direction as Western man greatly benefited from his contact with the ancient black civilizations. The point of this detailed look at the issue is not merely to prove historians wrong, but to emphasize the real source of civilization. Today's leading psychologists will tell you that when you have come up with the solution of a problem for which there are no precedents, it's to the right side of the brain and you have to make your appeal. It is in charge of invention and creativity. The progress of Western science is more one of technological advancement in variations than of invention without precedence. To this day, no one has explained how the Chinese were able to come so far in science since the end of World War II. They have done, they have done in less than 40 years what normally takes over 150 years for Europeans. We will see that the Chinese is an immensely right-sided culture, eminently right-sided culture. The ability of the great black nations to invent civilizations and make such rapid growth must be seen as a result of their advanced technologies for using the right side of their brain. In fact, commit outdistant summer Canaan and Indus Valley influencia because it adhered closely to the right sided side methodology of thinking in which its hieroglyphic system played a pivotal role. The third ruse used by historians is an insult to their intelligence. It concerns their play with the word ham. In the Old Testament, the races of mankind are classified as descendants of Ham, Shem, and Japheth. While in this accepted by all that Japheth corresponds to the European and Northern Asiatic and Shem to the Sem Semites, there is a great deal of, well, you would have called it idiotic talk regarding Ham, since there are no Oriental people depicted in the paintings and sculptures of Kemet, Greece, and Mesopotamia nations, Mesopotamian nations. It is not far-fetched to conclude that the compilers of the Old Testament were not familiar with this race, especially given the fact that they were isolated so far away. This explains why Orientals were not included among the races of mankind. Now we know that the biblical compilers were very well acquainted with black people, after all, their ancestors were heavily intermarried with them, to say the least. Now, if the Semites correspond to the Shem, the Europeans correspond to Shem, the European to the Japheth, then where do we assign the blacks? Still don't know? Let's modify the question. If Ham does not correspond to the Semites or the Europeans or the Orientals, to whom does it correspond? The Old Testament compilers assign Ham to the ancient Egypt, Canaan, Cush, and Put, modern-day Somaliland, 
the African ancient, the ancient Egyptians claimed that it was the location of their origin, hence made regular pilgrimages to it. They called it Taneter, land of God. Incidentally, the people of this area dressed in the same fashion as that of the Egyptians and their men styled their beard in the same manner as the false beard worn by the Kemetan pharaoh. These similarities clearly support the Kemetan claim that they descended not only from the, this area, but from these people. In Through Kush, Ham relates to the indigenous original inhabitants of Arabia and Sumner, which last was referenced to as Nimrod. According to the Biblical Table of Nations. This is chapter two. Black Founders of Civilizations. Stopping on page 25. In the section, The Three Fundamental Raises of Mankind and the Principle of Geographic Conjugate. Contiguity. <laughs> Contiguity. Contiguity. And here comes the definitions. Dictionary definitions. Restitution. Restitution. Reparation made by giving an equivalent or compensation for loss, damage, or injury caused. Restitution. Impotent. Impotent. <laughs> Not potent. Lacking power or ability. Impotent. With without force or effectiveness. Impotent. Paleolithic. Paleolithic. Of or relating to characteristic of the cultures of the late Paleoans and Paleo... Ugh. Okay, so it's the early phase of the Stone Age, which appeared first in Africa and are marked by the steady development of stone tools and later antler and bone artifacts engravings on bone and stone sculptured figures and paintings and engravings on the walls of caves and rock shelters usually divided into three periods. The lower Paleolithic Middle Paleolithic and Upper Paleolithic. Neolithic. Neolithic. Of or relating to characteristic of the last phase of the Stone Age, marked by domestication of animals, the development of agriculture, and the, man, the manufacture of pottery and textiles. Eminently. Eminently, highly, very. 
eminently. And here ends the reading for today, chapter two, stopping at page at the end of page twenty.